And now it's time for Dave's Disney View Podcast. Please move across your car to make room for everyone. Our podcast will begin momentarily. Join Dave as he makes his Grand Circle Tour around the Walt Disney World Resort. Dave is a dreamer and an engineer who enjoys the magic and wonder of it all. But he understands its place in history and respects the legacy that's been left. So come along and take a listen to Dave's thoughts about the Walt Disney World Resorts and see it through Dave's eyes. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, manténganse alejado del David. And now, here's your host. Hey everyone, it's Dave. Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. Well, I wanted to pay a small tribute to the country of Brazil, which is hosting the World Cup. And the way I wanted to do this is to talk about Mickey's Jam and Jungle Parade, which ended its run on March 31st in the Animal Kingdom. Now, you're probably asking yourself, what in the world does Mickey's Jam and Jungle Parade have to do with Brazil? There is a connection, and I will tell you about it on the flip side. Hey, I have the best-kept Disney World and Universal Studios vacation secret. Did you know that anyone can rent a sweet ride and truly get around fast with your pass inside the theme parks? Mom, tell them. Well, Scooter Vacations makes it fun all day long. You or someone you love deserves the best way to see everything. So why not relax and enjoy a true express ride with your pass? Scooter Vacations can arrange it and even deliver it to you. Get around the fun way, have as much fun getting from ride to ride as being on the ride. They fit on buses, boats, and monorails, and some can fit in a car trunk. Upgrade your experience and scoot everywhere. Contact Scooter Vacations at 1-855-WDW-SCOOT. That's 1-855-WDW-SCOOT. Or on the web at scootorlando.com. That's S-C-O-O-T Orlando.com. S-C-O-O-T Orlando.com. So if you ever visited the Animal Kingdom between about 1998 and March 31st of this year, you got a chance to see Mickey's Jam and Jungle Parade at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It managed to combine the Disney characters with a sort of hipness that didn't exist in any other of the uh, parades around the Walt Disney World Resort. Now, there were certain parades that were more character-oriented, like the ones you'd see in the Magic Kingdom, and there were some things that were really kind of uh, whimsical and had a uh, sort of a dream-catching aspect of it, and that would be like the Tapestry of Nations over in Epcot. And there were other ones, certainly, that came up that were a little bit more fun and had some aspects to them that were really pretty good. But this one really stood out as being something different. It had unique music, uh, it had larger-than-life animal sculptures and safari jeeps, and really did something that was really unique and kind of interesting. It was a menagerie of abstract animal images that came to life, and fun theatrical designs that were handcrafted from an eclectic mix of natural materials and fabrics from around the world. Soaring animals, uh, puppets, and uh, towering percussive drum sculptures created bursts of living color against Disney's Animal Kingdom's jungle greenery. And there were these uh, rickshaw taxis that put selected guests in the middle of the parade, accompanied by Disney characters and customized musical safari vehicles. 
and a troop of eight-foot-tall party animals and energetic party patrols interacted with guests and directed them in the creation of the call-and-response sing-alongs in the music. Now, the floats carrying the Disney characters included an adventure rover, and this was the opening uh, of the show, and it was a brightly colored red, orange, and yellow safari vehicle, and it carried Rafiki from uh, The Lion King. Rafiki rides with a guest family, which is selected daily to participate in the show. There were three character jeeps that carried several of the most famous of all Disney characters, including Minnie, Donald, and Goofy. The vehicles and floats are themed with the uh, personalities of each character. Donald's Jeep puts a float painted with various hues of blue and a sports and nautical theme, including a raft that squirted water. There was Minnie's Jeep and float were painted with the signature red and white polka dots, adorned with a big red and white polka dot bow. Now, of course, Minnie has brought everything, including her bathtub, on a safari. And Goofy's Jeep and Float featured a hodgepodge of items, ranging from the oversized snowshoes to a pair of pajamas. And then finally, the Bon Voyage Caravan featured a brightly colored Jeep carrying Mickey Mouse. This Jeep pulls a float consisting of several different safari-themed segments, and this float also carried a guest family, which was then also uh, presented in the parade. Now, in addition to these floats, there was also Pluto, Baloo, and Louie, both from Jungle Book, Br'er Rabbit, Br'er Bear, Timon, Turk, and Chip and Dale. So you really had a large contingent of Disney characters who would be you would expect to see in sort of a safari theme parade. Now, also included in this parade were a number of giant puppets, and these puppets uh, were actually created by Michael Curry. Some of them were reused from the Tapestry of Dreams parade, which I mentioned previously, and some of them were entirely new. Now, they're designed in the same basic way that the puppets for the Lion King Broadway show were created. So essentially what he's done is he's created these giant heads and then often limbs or wings that, uh, that are able to move and articulate. So what happens is a performer steps inside a contraption and the head is on the top and then the wings or the arms or whatever off to the sides. And the performer is able to move those things as they're moving around in it. It's very clever and very whimsical and really kind of cool. And it's neat that Disney was able to repurpose a lot of the same uh, characters and reuse them in this show. Uh, from the Tapestry of Dreams. Now, there are a couple that were uh, created newly for this, but a lot of them were the same, and it's, it's really kind of neat. So the, you know, the performers would walk along and, make, and animate them and articulate them to make them interactive and a lot of fun. And they could interact with the guests and kind of move down and touch the guests and you know, kind of go in their way and things like that. So really kind of neat. Now, the costumes for the show were designed by Matt Davidson. Now, a little trivia note here. The prototypes for the puppeteer costumes were actually crafted in Africa by native artisans and then were recreated here by the Imagineers and some of the staff to be able to have something that was really whimsical but reflected on that African heritage. Parade costumes were created at the Walt Disney Creative Costuming, uh, and that's because of that connection to the Lion King Broadway show. There were 60 cast members in, included in this parade, and that included all the stilt walkers, the party patrol, the performers, the drivers, and the uh, coordinators who would actually make the, uh, the parade happen. So remarkable how many people were involved in this parade. And, but what's a Disney parade without music? Now, the main musical score was written by Disney show director Reed Jones and music director Dan Stamper. All musical arrangements were orchestrated by Gordon Goodwin and recorded in Los Angeles. Now, here's where it gets kind of interesting to me. Jones and Stamper took some familiar-sounding songs and rearranged them a little bit to, to give them a slight African theme, but they also kind of added in some Caribbean flavors to it, too, to make it a little bit more interesting and compelling. So some of the songs are recognizable, or at least some of the orchestrations are, but there's two pieces that stand out as being totally recognizable as being actual songs. The first is Pata Pata, which was a song written by South African singer uh, Miriam Makiba. Sapu kuga 
Now, she wrote this in 1957 while living in South Africa. The song was released in 1967 in the United States. Um, the song is considered by many to be Makiba's signature hit, and the song has since been covered on, by many artists, including by Disney. Originally written and sung by, in the uh, Josha language, the song's title means Touch Touch in English. So you'll hear Pata Pata come up very specifically. In fact, you'll hear Minnie Mouse talking about it as she goes through the parade. So that's intertwined and mixed in there. But I mentioned there's a connection to Brazil. And here's where the connection to, to Brazil happens. Jones and Stamper actually took the Brazilian song, Maish Que Nada, written by Georges Ben, from the album Samba Esquema Novo, and included that as a part of the theatrical performance. So this is where it gets kind of interesting, because there's a lot of this Maish Que Nada that happens along the parade route. And you'll hear it kind of coming up again and again. Goofy gets everybody to start saying Maish Que Nada. Now, I know that a lot of people mistake this for mash banana, and they hear the word mash banana somewhere in there because that's what it sounds like. But it's actually the Brazilian words, mash que nada, which really means that is nothing. But you can take it to mean come on or no way or whatever or yeah, right. It's sort of a colloquial phrase that can be used in a lot of different ways like that. Tão legal, você não vai querer 
So Mash Kinata was actually uh, covered by many different artists and was recorded in 1963. So really kind of a neat song, and Rolling Stone once called it the fifth greatest Brazilian song of all time, which I think is a nice claim to fame. And Disney weaved it into the show. So in honor of the World Cup, there you go. There's your connection to, uh, to Brazil and Disney. So if you listen to the song around the part that the Mach Kinata plays, you'll hear the singers actually singing it in Brazilian, which is kind of cool. And it kind of switches back and forth between that and then back to Pata Pata and then back to this and then into some other things. And then it kind of works its way around. So it's very clever the way they did the arrangement on it. And this is another case where Disney did something truly unique. It's unusual for Disney to take a song that actually exists in society and weave it into one of their parades and shows, unless it's a Disney-owned song. But in this case, they took actually two songs that were uh, popular songs and uh, weaved them in. So really kind of interesting, and it all kind of fit together, and really kind of neat that, uh, that Disney was able to do this. And now what I'd like to do for you is play the entirety of Mickey's Jam and Jungle Parade so you can enjoy it. Animal Kingdom Control, we read you loud and clear. Please proceed with broadcast. Hiya, pals! Mickey Mouse here. Just wanted to give you an update on our position. If my calculations are correct, me and the gang ought to be at the Animal Kingdom real soon. So get ready for a wild adventure, because our German Jungle Expedition is coming to town. <laughs> Fellow adventurers, please prepare accordingly. Over and out.
Well, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, this look back at Mickey's Jam and Jungle Parade. It was kind of a fun parade. You can see why it kind of had that hipster feel to it. It really was an upbeat parade with a lot of different 
aspects to it uh, that were really kind of interesting. And I always tried to catch it every time I went over to the Animal Kingdom because I thought it was just kind of unique and interesting, and it was really kind of fun. So that's my podcast for this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. And remember, if we can dream it, we really can do it. Bye now. Thank you for tuning in to the Disney View Podcast. Now, please exit the moving podcast. The walkway is moving at the same speed as your podcast. Kindly take small children by the hand and watch your head and step. If you have questions, thoughts, or would just like to ask Dave a question, please send an email to davesdisneyview at gmail.com. You can always find Dave's Disney View on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Show notes for this podcast can be found on DisneyWorldPodcast.net. Original music you hear in this podcast is courtesy of Sound A Music. You'll find a link to the latest Disney-related autism awareness event on the show notes page. We also encourage you to check out Dave's iPhone apps. There are a couple of Disney-related apps, including a Hidden Mickey's app and a pin trading app.